Hi there, this is your host Cody McCullough for the Greyhound Guide. This is our 49th episode and for this episode we are doing a special edition. Our student-led organization on campus, the SBPA, the Sport Business Professionals Association, recently held a virtual event where they interviewed four sport management alumni from our program, ranging from a guy who works in a D1 athletic office, uh, a lady that works at the NCAA headquarters, and two women that work in minor league baseball. We'll spend the next 40-so minutes listening to Caroline Kozlowski, who is the VP of the SBPA as she heads the roundtable discussion here, and you'll also hear other voices throughout the SBPA as well. So I hope you enjoy. And then it looks like Jennifer's on a call. So Kara, do you want to go ahead and take it next? Yeah, sure. Hi guys, I'm Kara Carrion. Um, I graduated from UND in 2017. Um, I'm originally from the suburbs of Chicago, came down here for school. Um, I actually interned with the Indians in 2017 um, in the ticket services department. Um, and that's where I am now. I'm, I'm the ticket services manager. So essentially what that is, it's the opposite side of sales. Um, so anything in our ticketing system, um, basically building out, out all of our events, um, buying in all of our ticket inventory, um, a lot of customer service side, overseeing the box office, pretty much anything behind the scenes and tickets is what we do. So I've been here full time since uh, my intern year in 2017. Beautiful. All right, Devante, do you want to take it over? Yep. Um, Devante Lane. I'm currently at the University of Maryland. Um, titles Assistant Director of Business Operations. Um, I finished at UND this fall actually with my master's. So um, started in May and kind of used my first few months as my internship for the master's. <clears throat> um, all finishing up school. Uh, before that, finished my undergraduate degree in 2017 at Butler. Um, spent some time there working in the athletic department. Um, then some time at uh, Tennessee before coming back to Indianapolis at UND and then now like I said I'm um, at Maryland so um, in my role now I'm kind of the frontline person for our business office um, in athletics so I help a lot of our teams in different units within the department um, kind of set up what their purchasing needs are um, handling those as far as payment goes um, and then help a lot with travel as well um, <clears throat> approving travel on the front end and then reconciling it once they return from their trips. Beautiful. Thank you. And then Jennifer, if you want to take it over, kind of just describe what you do over at the NCAA and how you kind of got to UND and everything. Sure. And I apologize. I was on, um, I'm here at the office taking calls, so I apologize. Um, so at the NCAA, I am in the travel meetings and events. So as you can tell, it's March. So that's why I'm here and our phone's ringing off the hook, but it's fun. We're getting prepared for all uh, winter championships that are being selected right now. And then um, I handle and am involved in with the um, convention as well. It was here in Indianapolis this year and it will be in San Antonio next year. So I'll help coordinate um, travel to San Antonio as well as just make sure the whole program goes off. Um, I work with all of the meetings and events here within the NCAA. We host a lot of our selections. A lot of the committees actually meet here at the NCAA. So I can I 
work to coordinate all of their accommodations as well. It's pretty much it in a little bitty nutshell what I do here at the NCAA. Prior to that, I was at UND. Um, I worked I know, there for five and a half years. I came in under Dr. Sue Willie, and I took the job. And I, kid, I always say this, but it's, it's the honest truth. I took it because I wanted my kids to have a free education. <laughs> but it really, really blossomed into a career that I had no idea that I would be able to select. And um, hi, Dr. Van Sickle. <laughs> Um, so, um, when I came into UND, I absolutely fell in love with athletics. I fell in love with the university. Um, and my daughter does go to the university right now. Um, she ran cross country this past fall. My son otherwise, um, chose otherwise and went down to IU. So I didn't bode well for one out of the two. Um, so that's what, what I did at UND is basically what Devante said. Devante was my GA and uh, I did all the travel for all the teams. I did a lot of um, working with the vendors, um, procuring the um, buses, working to make sure that we had all that kind of in store, working on post championship stuff, um, ran some events there that we were fortunate to host with football, lacrosses, um, I also was on the swimming and diving D2 committee while at UND, and I would highly, highly recommend volunteering with the NCAA and really Indiana Sports Corps when they do any kind of events. That is an unbelievable, awesome way to connect with people at Indiana Sports Corps and the NCAA. Um, D3 swimming is coming up here um, and will be held here at the Natatorium, IU Natatorium. So Whatever you can do to get involved with Indiana Sports Car, I'd highly recommend it. And then also just stay in touch with the NCAA. There's a lot of things that you guys can do um, within the NCAA and apply for. And I won't give you my dates that I graduated. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right. So this is just kind of like open-ended questions. Anyone else can just jump in and ask anyone. But a couple of the like, questions that I have right now is simply like what influenced you the most to make your decision to come to UND for either undergrad, grad, just for any reason? Well, I guess for me, um, I was familiar with UND. I grew up on the south side of Indianapolis. Um, we were, we being my husband and I were friends with the head athletic trainer at the time. And he introduced us and me to that position, applied, and literally fell in love with it. Um, UND has a very special place in my heart. I miss it like crazy. I still go back and talk to the coaches, um, talk to Aaron, who took over my job. Um, and it, it's just a special place. Um, so that's why I chose. And then when I came on, I did not have a master's degree at the time. I had a um, bachelor's degree from Uwe Pui's, I like to say, IUPUI. And Dr. Willie encouraged me to get my master's. And uh, so I started in February and my job at, in February and started my master's that summer. I'll go next. So I'm originally from Toledo area. Um, so growing up, my dad works in sports. Um, so I kind of knew I wanted to work in sports from a young age. And originally I chose you, Indy, because of the sport marketing program. Um, I thought I wanted to do more of the marketing side of things. So originally I started off as a double major. Um, with sport marketing and sport management. 
um, and then kind of dropped the sport marketing side of things and stayed with a business administration minor um, and really just fell in love with the city. Um, you know, I'm in Wisconsin. I'm still wanting to get back to Indy just because it's a great city um, for sports. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, I guess I kind of like went into sports a little bit and then circle back around. Um, but I think, you know, just being familiar with UND um, and the program from being in Indianapolis during my undergraduate um, years kind of made me familiar with it. And I knew that my master was something that I, my master's degree was something I wanted to get at some point. I just didn't know when. And then, uh, and in all honesty, COVID kind of pushed me along to, to figure things out. And um, yeah, that's how I ended up there. And like Jennifer said, yeah, I had the, the opportunity to be her GA and she taught me a ton. So that was a really good experience. Um, Dr. Dr. Mills and Dr. Van Sickle took care of me as well. So um, I don't know. It felt, it felt very much like Butler um, for me, which was awesome too. Um, it's a very small, tight-knit community. So, um, and I got that from the beginning. So, Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm originally from the suburbs of Chicago. And once I kind of realized that um, the career I wanted you know, I wanted to work in sports, maybe in a front office somewhere. Um, I was looking for a smaller school that had a good sport management program and, and UND certainly had, has an amazing sport management program. Um, and I knew Indianapolis has a ton of great opportunities in the sports world. Um, and it was about three and a half hours away from home, which is just the perfect amount where I could get back for the weekend. But um, UND just kind of ticked all the boxes off that I was looking for. And lo and behold, here I am working for the Indians, you know, several years later. So it, it all worked out. So what made you, even if it's from like a young age until like maybe in college, what made you passionate about sports? Like what made you driven to get into it? I'll go ahead and start. And it wasn't when I was a kid. I was a swimmer. Um, so I liked sports, but I honestly did not know that there was weirdly enough, a career that you could do in this. Although I went to Ball State to swim, it's just like, I thought they, that you just went and swam. I didn't realize that there was a whole world behind it. It's oddly enough. But when I came to UND and got that experience and working with the student athletes, traveling with the teams, it was just an unbelievable experience and getting to have those interactions and making an impact with student athletes with the students in general and the university in general um, is something that I would I, I hold very closely to my heart. Um, and I just can't thank the university for opening that door for me because I wouldn't be where I am. I'll go next. So mine is a little bit different than the normal person. Um, with my dad working in sports, I kind of already grew up knowing a little bit about things, uh, but he does sports information and media relations. And I knew there was no way in heck I was ever going to get into that. And I thought that was the only thing there was. Um, and then actually my junior and senior year of high school, um, there was a sport and entertainment marketing class um, where we got to design and market like concerts and our own water parks. And then we did something for a sports team um, that we had to create. And that actually kind of opened my eyes to there's actually more to, um, different opportunities in sports besides just what my dad did. Um, and then so it came to UND. Um, like I said, I was really, really wanted to do just the marketing side of things. Um, but really, as I got more into it, realized that I liked um, all the other aspects. Um, so that's why I stick with the sport management. So I can have a more diverse 
um, learning experience with the different aspects? Um, yeah, I think for me, um, just like my passion for sports growing up is kind of really where it started. Um, as far as knowing that it was going to lead to a career, I didn't know that. Um, I think I just got to a point, um, you know, in high school and college where you start like really, really thinking, oh, really high school, I'm still trying to figure it out exactly. But in high school, trying to figure out like, okay, like, what do I want to go to school for, right? Um, and I think at that point, like I did, I didn't know, but I knew I wanted to be around sports still. Um, luckily I was able to play in college, but even beyond that, um, I knew I wanted to, to still be around it once my playing days were over. Um, so I really initially thought I was going to be in like, I thought I was going to try to go into like physical therapy, athletic training, um, realized that that side of things weren't quite for me. And, um, really was just able to kind of make connections to figure out, um, the different avenues and different paths to be able to still be involved in sports. Um, and I think really that comes down to just the opportunities that provided me, right. Um, there's a lot of things I probably wouldn't have gotten to do without playing sports, um, from cities, cities that I traveled to, um, friends that I made, um, and just those experiences that, that, you know, um, you may take for granted sometimes, but really, um, you know, you'll, you'll live with them forever. So, um, I think it's really that and hoping to do that for people um, who come after me, right? Yeah, uh, for me, I was um, someone who who played sports all through my life. I was a volleyball player, softball player. Um, and once, once I kind of got towards high school and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, you know, everybody's asking you that question to, to try to figure out what you want to go to school for. And um I, I kind of had a cool experience um, with the Chicago Blackhawks one day where I kind of got to see the front office side of things. And it, like Jennifer said, opened kind of a whole new whole new world for me that I didn't know existed. Um, and I kind of realized I was like, OK, I love sports. I want to, you know, incorporate that in my lifestyle, even if I'm not competing in sports. Um, and I realized that going into sport management and, and studying that um, was a way to kind of still keep that in my life. Um, and to this day, I, I still really enjoy it. And I'm, I'm glad that I got to this point. So what may, like, what was an experience that you had here at UND that kind of like most like impacted you the most? You know, for me, I can't even count them on one hand. Um, there was from being the person that ran some of the championships. Um, I think for me, when you're speaking about the actual sports management program, um, I had the opportunity to come to the NCAA and seeing what the NCAA does and learn about all the facets, which I didn't know much about. Um, and I took the opportunity and connected with um, an individual in championships. She set up what I would call a speed dating day where I came in and sat in one of their conference rooms and she arranged for people from every part of the NCAA to come in like for a half an hour and I was just able to converse with them ask them questions I found out again how many opportunities there are different aspects I I enjoy business a lot and so seeing that there that obviously sports is a business and there is a need for someone to think about it that way. And so I had the opportunity then to see all the different avenues I could go in, not just at the NCAA, but just globally in the sports industry, because it applies uh, across whatever way you want to go to, whether it's with a professional team, a collegiate team, or uh, 
it, it doesn't matter. So that was a really neat experience. Um, and then, of course, traveling with the teams and, and going and watching men's soccer at the Final Four, um, going and watching men's lacrosse. That was those are some cool experiences too. And taking a charter flight, which is coming full circle at this point in my life, uh, you know, being on the charter flight and flying with the football team to one of their uh, postseason games, and now I'm arranging those. So it's kind of interesting to be on the other side to learn all that that goes into those. I think for me, I really got involved with volunteering um, throughout undergrad, um, and really a lot of it was Indiana Sports Corp events. Um, so really started with that, and then I actually got to intern with them for a summer, um, and then stayed on and kind of helped with planning some of the other events afterwards. I think for me, getting to see all the different events, getting to learn about different things, um, really helped me just really like fall in love with it even more. Um, and getting to work all those cool championships that I was on the field for Big Ten football championship, handing out the hats and T-shirts to Ohio State, who I grew up cheering for my whole life. Um, so like those kind of cool moments that not everybody gets to have um, and you only get by um, just going out there and trying things. Yeah, for me, I, I wasn't there that long um, as far as time goes. But um, I think, like I said, what it really came down to me, I don't know if there's one specific moment that I can highlight, but um, for me, like I said, it was very similar to Butler. For me, like it felt like a family. So people welcomed me with open arms. Um, and I think, you know, before I even started in the program, I reached out to, to Dr. Van Sickle and um, kind of explained to her like what I was wanting to do with like over the year. Cause I did the one year track and all of that told her how I wanted to figure out a way to get involved. And then next thing, you know, um, probably a few weeks from that, um, is when she set me up and connected me with Jennifer. So, um, I think things like that just kind of show you the experience that you're going to get, um, from the program, right. When, when people are willing to look out for you, um, and put the, put your best interest in mind, for me, probably the most impactful things that I, I did while I was at UND was the way the program is structured that um, kind of forces you a little bit to um, volunteer, to to job shadow, to um, get internships and stuff like that. For me, it was a little bit quieter, a little bit more reserved, so it was harder for me to kind of get myself out there, but the way the program was structured, um, it, it kind of forced me to go out and get that experience. And because of that, I was able to meet more people and also figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and because of that, it, it ended up leading me to where I am today. And um, I'll always be thankful for for the sport management program and, and um, how it was structured. So that's what was most impactful for me. What tips can you give to like, you know, all of us here that are like trying to find jobs? Like, what do you, what do you recommend for all of us to do to, you know, kind of break in like that first level on entry? I think the program does a fantastic job of pushing you out of your block, your, your comfort level, connecting with people. You have opportunities such as this. You have, you know, four people on this call that you can connect with. Um, anytime you have, Anyone that comes and speaks to your class, connect with them, stay after, you know, get their contact information and connect with them. You do, you are in a city that has unreal opportunities when it comes to sports. Um, I mentioned Denny's Indiana Sports Corps. There's volunteer opportunities all the time. We hosted 
um, not we as in the NCAA, obviously, but the Indianapolis hosted the college football. Um, that there's something always going on here, no matter what level, what division. Um, just get involved, put yourself out there because it, the adage is somewhat true. It's not what you know, it's who you know, but they're going to look at what you know too. So don't ever think that's full, fully. I mean, Devontae's where he is because he reached out to Dr. Van Sickle from day one. And then Dr. Van Sickle connected me. I connected him with someone that I knew that was working where he is now. So that's, it's all about opening the door. Of course, Devontae then had to prove himself. Um, he had to prove himself with Dr. Van Sickle. He had to prove himself with, you know, working at the university. And then obviously he had to get the interview and, and do what he's doing now. So put yourself out there. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with Jennifer on that. I think doing the um, starting early, like I started working in the athletic department as a student assistant October 1st of my freshman year of college and worked all the way through um, my senior year when I started doing internships and couldn't work anymore. And it really got me involved. It was super easy. It was right on campus. Um, and then that way, when I was applying for internships, I already had stuff on my resume to talk about, um, kind of help set me apart. Um, and then also don't be afraid to try things. I did a research project for the Indiana High School Athletic Association, which was great. Realized I'm not a fan of research. That's not my personality. I dropped the sport marketing programs. I thought I hated sales. And here I am. My first full-time job is director of sales. Um, so definitely be willing to try different things and get out of your comfort zone because you never really know what you may or may not like. Yeah, I think just kind of reiterating what what Jennifer and Maddie both have already said. Um, I think it's just really getting involved and using your resources, right? And I think, um, you know, people are going to be your biggest asset, but I think it even extends beyond that, right? Like when you go to um, apply for an interview or apply for a job or get an interview, right? You, you want to be prepared there as well. So um, use your resources to make sure that your resume is polished, make sure that you're practicing or going through um, some of those interview questions and things so that you're prepared there. Um, Cause no matter what someone says about you, right? Like the other person's going to get to make their true first impression um, when they talk to you. So um, I think those are going to be your two biggest things. Yeah. Just like they've all said, you want to get involved as much as possible, try to get as much experience as possible. Um, but if any of you are close to graduation and close to kind of looking for that first job, I think right now it's a very interesting uh, job market, and I think there's a lot of great opportunities out there. Um, and from a hiring perspective, something I've noticed is that um, if you're if you're applying to somewhere, if you're trying to connect with people, um, if you're if you're looking for jobs, you know, take that extra step um, because those things don't really happen as much anymore. Anymore, if you're looking to connect with someone on LinkedIn, don't just request to connect with them, send them a message. Um, if you in, uh, interview with somebody, send a follow-up, thank you. Like those things just seem to not be as um, prevalent anymore. Um, and I think that can really set you apart um, if you're looking to, to kind of break out into the sports field. And like I said, there's a lot of great opportunities out there. So um, kind of take that extra step and um, it'll, it'll help you get noticed. And I want to add to, I know that I interviewed not only GAs, but I, we had an administrative assistant working for our department that I was in charge of. And it just flabbergasted me with the access to the internet that people would come in and not have 
one clue about UND. Um, and when you, all you have to do is pull up UND athletics, do a quick search. I mean, they didn't know what our mascot was. They didn't know if we were purple. They didn't know if we even had football. They didn't know if we had swimming. They didn't know anything. And it just blew me away. <laughs> so take the time, do the research, because believe me, they're going to ask some questions to see if you have done your research. And then even if they don't ask those questions, offer it up. Say, hey, I, you know, if you're at a, a college, at a, you're a high school, hey, I saw XYZ team just won their last game and something like that. It, do your research. All right. Anyone else have any questions? I have a couple more, but I figured I'd kind of open up the floor to anyone on the Zoom call for some questions. I have a question for Mr. Lane. So being that um, you're, you're from around here, correct? Around the Indianapolis area, from Indiana, right? Yeah, I'm from Evansville. Okay, so then, so tell me what it's like for you to transition to a job out in Maryland, um, being away from home. How, like, how do you, um, how do you get adjusted to? It? Because, like, I know myself personally, I'm applying for jobs everywhere across the country right now. So, like, I want to get the understanding from your end how about the experience is like. <clears throat> yeah, I think um, for me, like I said, I think you know the first people you're going to meet are the people you work with. So, I think that's the biggest thing you have to focus on making sure that you're not, I mean, it's, I guess it's hard to say, right. Don't just take the first job. Like you're, you want to get a job, right. But um, you want to make sure that you're going into a good environment. That's going to set you up to a place that you want to be in. Right. Um, for me, I was luckily, I knew a few people out here already. Um, I had some teammates that I played with and things like that. So I had um, some people that I could rely on there just to kind of show me the ropes. Um, but then again, like I said, I think it was just the environment that I stepped into was very welcoming. Um, it's really weird right now, right? With kind of some places in COVID protocol, some places coming out. So like when I started, I think I was like in the office for my first two weeks. And then after that, um, it was like working from home three days a week in the office two days a week. So, um, that's definitely an obstacle, but, um, I think just find different ways to connect with people, find, um, young professional groups, right? Whatever it may be, young, young sports professional groups, um, there's there's all types of stuff like that now going around on the internet. Um, maybe find an alumni group, right? Or look for alumni in the area and just reach out. Um, I think there's so many ways like that, right? Just to get acclimated and get comfortable in an area. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I I personally was excited to move around, right? That's like something about the field that excites me, the opportunity to, to be able to live um, any and everywhere, right? And have the opportunity um to go use your profession to, to kind of leverage that um and some people want to be where they want to be but for me right now I'm willing to move around a little bit so I guess if you have that mindset then um it's much easier thank you mm -hmm. I'll also kind of echo a little bit what he said that I during COVID um my job was uh cut because of budget cuts so I had lived at home with mom and dad for six months and jumped at the first job I could get and it wasn't the right job for me. It was a GA position that was supposed to be two years. And after a year, I had, I got the job here and I was like, I can't finish there. I was just so unhappy with that job. Um, so definitely don't just jump at the first thing. There's tons of things out there with people starting to hire back after um, the pandemic, after everybody that they laid off. So definitely like, make sure it's the right fit because you spend so many hours um, and your coworkers become your family. And if you're not happy there, um, it's not going to work out for you. Thank you.
Uh, I got a question. So what would you say is probably one of the biggest lessons from in terms of setbacks or not like any negative experiences that you've had, but it's kind of helped path and teach you to get to where you are now? Uh, you know, for me, it's a lot of the things that have happened in my life personally, not just professionally. Um, you know, I we've had some unique experiences in our life and our family. We were in the Boston bombing. My, I've had cancer. My husband had cancer. So that really puts life in perspective for me and realizing that there's going to be disappointments in life. But like everything, this too shall pass. Tomorrow, the sun's going to rise and you're going to be able to move on. So keep that all in perspective. I know it's hard sometimes, especially in the last two years going through COVID. The world just seems chaotic. Um, we have everything that's going on overseas. So just just take a deep breath and know that you're going to get through it. You're going to find a, a, a job. You're going to find a career that you're going to absolutely love. And quite frankly, if you don't, pivot. There's The world is your oyster. There's something else out there for you. I, I think for me, I don't know if there's a negative point that's maybe a lesson, but I think um, just... I mean, I, I've been lucky to have a lot of positive experiences in sports so far, I'll say. Um, but I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is just it takes time. You have to be patient, um, especially getting into sports, like to make your breakthrough sometimes. It's going to take, um, you know, three or four years putting in a lot of hours sometimes before you're finally going to, um, you know, get that feeling of like I've made it. Right. Um, so I think you just have to keep that perspective. Don't try to, to compare kind of your path, your journey to someone else. They're all going to look different. Um, just like Jennifer said, right? Like, so I think just keep that perspective and know that, um, yeah, like your your time will come. Just um, stick to what you do and know why you're doing what you're doing and um, things will pan out. So with COVID, like, even though like we're slowly coming out of the pandemic, what do you think that has like made you realize like most of you guys like kind of transit, had a transition period throughout COVID, like, what made you go through that transition period? I didn't really have a choice. Um, my position got cut, so I didn't really have a choice. Um, so I was at home. Everybody was getting laid off. They were cutting jobs left and right um, with um, no one was really sure what was going to happen fall of 2020. Um, and he, where I'm in, in Wisconsin is a really small town, and they didn't really have COVID at all until like January of 21. It, it like didn't get here. Um, so we were still playing sports. I jumped at the first chance to go work somewhere that had an opportunity. Um, and I kind of had to roll with the punches, um, and just take whatever I could, um, and just kind of work through it. Like this Jennifer and Devante said, like, you're going to get through it some way, somehow. Um, even if it's a struggle for, for a little bit, or you're living at home with mom and dad after you graduate and you just want to get out of there. Um, you're going to get through it at some point. I was going to say, um, it's been obviously really interesting in the sports world with COVID. We've seen so many different things happen, so many different iterations of having no fans in the stadiums, fans in stadiums, masks, no masks, stuff like that. And um, the past two years were very difficult. And, um, you know, we didn't have a baseball season in 2020. And then last year we started late and then had... 25% capacity, 50% capacity, 100% capacity. And every day it felt like there was something new 
that was changing or another uh, obstacle thrown our way. And there were, there were some points where I was thinking to myself, like, how the heck am I going to make it through this season? Like just so much pressure, but now that we've kind of come out of that a little bit and um, actually here at the Indians, I was really fortunate that they did not furlough anybody or did not lay anybody off, which is, uh, which was not common in the sports world during the last couple of years. Um, so knowing that we've kind of been able to work through so many obstacles and so many challenges, um, even when I start to feel a little bit stressed now before the start of this season, I kind of think back like, hey, we've we figured out the last few years, we made it through all that crazy stuff. So um, it's just been insane. And hopefully we don't experience anything like that again. But um, it's been good to kind of show ourselves that we can overcome those things and eventually come out on the other side of it. I know for myself, um, I was at the university at the time in the administration. And we were home for a little bit, but quite frankly, we were back at it right away. I know um, Scott, as the AD, was just trying to figure it out. He had just taken that position, so he had the world just coming right at him, so I can't even imagine. Um, but we were just in there trying to figure out how to management manage everything and how to manage sports going forward. Who could come in for the summer and work out? Who couldn't come in? How could we handle all this? So there were so many balls up in the air. Um, and when everybody else was pretty much at home, still, we were back at it. I mean, we hardly, I think we came back in June or July. I can't really remember, but it was just a constant, almost every day it felt of everybody getting together going, okay, now what do we do? How are we going to do this? Are we going to be able to have all the fall sports? Are we going to be able to, you know, have championships or any conference playoffs? So it was just, it was interesting. And I, I tell you what, as it going through it, both personally and professionally, just really stretches you, really sees what you are capable of. Um, retrospectively, I think we're all going to look at this and go, wow, we are really capable of all coming together, pulling together as a team, both figuratively and, and non-figuratively, you know, as, as a collaborative hum, human race of trying to all work together and get through this. Yeah, I think for me, I had kind of a similar experience to Maddie. Um, so for me, I was I'm trying to think back and make sure I get my dates right. So I was at Tennessee whenever kind of COVID blew up. I think it was that March of 20, March of 2020, February 2020. Um, and I was actually in the process of interviewing four full-time jobs. Um, so kind of it was kind of a disappointment for me at the time. Um, you know, you're interviewing for these jobs, you're getting further along, you're getting into second, third interviews, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden, you just stop hearing from people for a month, two months. And, you know, you, you, you know what's happening, right? You see schools are cutting budgets, schools are cutting sports, people are getting furloughed, like, you know what's happening. So for me, it was just kind of like a point of like, what am I going to do, right? Like, am I going to try to stay in sports? Like, what are sports going to look like? Um, am I going to try to get out of sports? And for me, um, I think kind of like what I said earlier, right? I just had to figure out why I wanted to be in sports and um, kind of weigh that against was it worth getting out of sports and doing something else? Um, or was it worth weathering a storm and staying in it? Um, obviously, I'm still in sports, so I decided that it was worth it. Uh, but I just had to pivot a little bit, right? And I, and I hadn't had my master's yet. 
Um, it gave me an opportunity to come back, get closer to home for a little bit, being back in Indianapolis, um, closer to family and friends, which I think was great for me. Um, and it was really a great experience. So, um, you know, I think it was just figuring out why I wanted to be in sports and letting that drive my decisions. All right. So one final question. So I know for like you guys all know, like our pro our program was we're required to do an internship. So my question is, what was your guys's internship? Sorry, mine was not exciting. It was my job. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, but I did, like I said, take some opportunities elsewhere. Um, I went to our conference. I went here to the NCAA. So I did still, even though I had a full-time job in athletics and administration, seek out other opportunities to learn more, connect with Indiana Sports Corps and stuff. So, um, sorry, mine's, mine's, mine was already there. <laughs> I actually did multiple internships. I think I'd been different jobs throughout college, and I was actually able to count one as like a field experience and got elective credit for it. Um, and then my two like actual internships that I did for class credit um, was a division two conference, the GMAC, um, another one that's, um, housed downtown. Um, and then I also did USA football was my other one that I did for credit. I, I kind of used, used my job as well. Um, but I did do, let's see, I did four internships before I got a job. So I did a lot of internships. So I did one at Zionsville middle school or Zionsville school system. That was while I was in my undergrad. Um, and then following graduating, I did two internships at Butler and one at Tennessee. So, um, I don't know. I put in my internships too. <laughs> uh, I did a couple internships as well. Um, I interned for a season with the Chicago bandits, which is a women's professional softball team in Chicago. Um, and then actually I got some advice from an advisor at UND to try and finish up my coursework um, before my second semester senior year so that I could use like my uh, class internship credit and do a full-time internship and not worry have to worry about being in classes so before that I did um, I interned for South Central Soccer Academy which is just like a local um, uh, soccer organization on the south side of Indy um, and realized I didn't really want to do something that was kind of more on that local level. I wanted something a little bit bigger. And then um, I ended up meeting our internship coordinator here at the Indians at a networking event, um, interned in the ticket services department in 2017. And that is how I found my passion for ticket services. So um, as we're wrapping up, if anyone else has any questions, go ahead and freely ask. Doesn't have to be for everyone, can just be for one or two. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, it can be for anyone, but specifically Jennifer. I'm currently an extern at the NCA right now in championships with uh, like game presentation stuff. And I know March can be crazy and especially like the next few um, weeks are definitely really crazy. So how do you kind of manage um, having like a personal life, making sure you're staying on top of things. Like how, how do you kind of manage, you know, like keeping up to date with everything? Sure. That's a great question. Um, for myself, I, I love to exercise. I'm a cyclist. Um, so anytime I get a good day on a, on my bike, then I'm out there riding. So I think it's just realizing you have to take at least an hour, half an hour on some days, but take some time for yourself, step away. Um, I am on call this week. 
Um, I had my phone in my, in my back in my Jersey, but I still made that hour. So you just have to put it on your calendar. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go for a walk, do yoga, whatever it is that you do. Everybody has their own way of, of decompressing. Um, but just find it and just make it a priority because if you don't, time will slip away and, you know, your health is something you can't get back. Yeah, I think the um, work social life conversation in the sports world is interesting because, I mean, here at the Indians, we have 75 home games this summer, as well as other outside events. And uh, the summers get really busy. We spend a lot of time here at the ballpark during the summers. And um, there's days where I'm like, oh, I just wish I could go home at a normal time. But the nice thing is we we offset that with our off season. So, you know, once we're out of season, we kind of get that that normal nine to five job back and we can kind of come back to our our normal social lives a little bit. But um, definitely finding time for yourself and um, knowing when to cut your work day off. Um, I think it's really important to not force yourself to work late um, and, and to know what those boundaries are if you can. But um, yeah, finding time for yourself whenever you can is important, like Jennifer said. For me, I kind of am in a similar boat with Kara that working for a baseball team, um, our season's only two and a half months. Um, so, and then we have other events, um, kind of in the summer as well. So we have 40 plus events in 75 days. Um, and so for those two and a half months, I'm working 70, 80 hour weeks, um, and don't really have any time to do anything fun in the summer. Um, but then I have the other nine months of the year that it's just a nine to five. Um, so I think really trying to balance that. It was a difficult change for me after working in college sports for two years that it was completely opposite where I was previously working nine months and now and I had the summers off. Now it's completely flipped. Um, so it's been almost hard to like be that way and like learn how to relax and like learn what to do like after I get home at five o'clock. That's something I never had before. Um, but I think just trying to like take time for yourself and, um, I'm in grad school right now too. So my free time is, uh, writing papers. So, um, don't really have a ton of free time right now, but definitely try to do it when I can. Yeah. I think I found a, uh, an area where I kind of have a more true nine to five. So, um, and that's almost all year round, but obviously, you know, if someone needs something, um, and they reach out to me, I'm going to answer and help them. Um, so I think, yeah, just knowing what you're stepping into probably helps a little bit with that balance too, but I've been on the external side where you're working events, um, nonstop. And I think Jennifer hit the nail on the head. You have to find, um, and be deliberate about taking that 30 minutes to an hour a day and saying, this is my time. Right. Um, cause you deserve it and, <clears throat> and you should get it. Um, I don't know. I think I've learned a little bit too, that maybe, so when I was at UND working, um, under Jennifer, I mean, honestly, very similar roles. Um, I think it's a little bit about what level you're at too. At a Division two school, you're a little bit more hands-on versus um, where I am now. So um, I don't know. That's something to to keep in mind as you guys look um, and think about what that work-life balance is going to look like for your specific role. Um, I don't know. It's important. You know, one thing I'll add is we all walk around with our phones with us 24-7 and a lot of things really aren't urgent. Um, people are going to text you. People are going to email you. 
and here's my hierarchy. If, if you're calling me, it's probably pretty urgent. If you're texting me, maybe you're emailing, probably not. Um, I'm not going to say I don't look at your email, but I do. Have, I have put boundaries up for myself. And I learned that at UWindy in administration, because when I first got the job, I was responding and working at all hours of the day. Now, there are instances where, yes, at the middle of the night, I received a call that I had to go to the hospital to meet an athlete. That's different. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to email me that. So that's why I kind of put in place that hierarchy. Um, but you have to set up those boundaries because if I've also found you give in to people, you respond to people, they're going to think those are your, ex that their expectations are set, that you're going to respond to them no matter what time of day, um, what day of the week. So just have those parameters. Um, when you first get your job, you may have not, not have that luxury. I don't know. But um, just also keep that in, the, in perspective that a lot of things that we do in athletics, thank God, aren't life-threatening. Um, but just, just know when to respond and when not and take that time for yourself. Thank you, guys. Perfect. As we wrap up today, I just want to say another thank you to, to the four alums here that took time out of their work week and day as busy season sports season starting to speed up again so thank you guys so much and i hope everyone enjoyed this and i'll be hearing from everyone soon thank you thank you for the opportunity good luck thank you thanks everybody